All right, welcome back, everybody, to part two of the Spicing Things Up AFC Football Marathon. We are actually closing out our football analysis with the AFC North this evening. I am Shibuya, your boy, Jacob Benson. Joining me here tonight is the lovely Brennan Merkel, who actually showed up on time this evening after taking his dad to get a haircut. Such a wholesome gentleman. All right, so, y'all, yeah, we got our AFC North predictions. We're actually going to do our little superlatives, too, just our little predictions of who's going to be winning MVP, best comeback of the year, and so so forth, and then we're closing out with our favorite football segment. Us degenerate boys like to call it the lines of week one, where we're going to talk about our betting odds. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be an awesome pack show. I guess a quick pack show. So, mm-hmm. stay tuned. We are here. Brennan, what are you drinking tonight? I'm actually going with water because I had a couple glasses of wine at dinner. So I'm trying to not feel like ass on my, my first Thursday this of, of Labor Day week. I'm actually right there with you. I had a, a glass of wine with dinner. So I'm not drinking anything tonight. You oh. know, last night was, uh, or Tuesday night was when, you know, I, I decided to have a drink before um, and during the show. So tonight I'm laying low, but uh, it's all in preparation for you know, tomorrow when the game first starts, I think we're, we're airing this on Thursday, I believe. Um, but we're recording this Wednesday night. So it's kind of the little break in between, but right now it feels literally like I was telling Jacob feels like Christmas Eve. Does it not? It feels like Christmas Eve running, except instead of uh, Santa Claus coming down the chip or, or whatever, it's, Jer- you, it's Jerry Jones, whatever you practice, <laughs> whatever you practice, it's Jerry Jones. And, um, <laughs> Bruce Arians like kissing passionately yeah. on turf. It's the goblin, like just yes. What's what's the 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 Grinch? He's he's the Grinch. He's he he's the Krampus. The yeah. Know. What's like the demon of Christmas? I that's, don't know. That's right. The Krampus. He looks is like Jerry Jones. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Is he in a wheelchair? No, but he he's. He's starting to like kind of crumple over. Like I was watching some like of the. He's just um, hunched. Yeah, I was watching oh, some hard geez. knocks, and he's like, he's starting to be like, you know, almost like longer, um, like horizontally than he is vertically, sure. just because of how much he's hunched over. Like he doesn't look great. I'll I'll say that, but you know, he we live on. Beat me up. He's just got Texas fight in him. <laughs> yeah, he does. So. All right, but let's go ahead. So we're not doing our owns and dubs tonight just because we literally recorded um, the show last night. So yeah, Not much has changed. Exactly. So I'm <laughs> thinking we go ahead and we start with our AFC North predictions. Now, Brennan, who do you think we should start with tonight? I think we should start with the Bengals. Let, let's do it because th- this was a, a pretty top-heavy division. Uh, a really oh, good division. Oh, but oh. watch what? Top What's heavy. that? Oh, I didn't what? know that. The sound, I, I, I thought that the way you said it, was, it sounded sexual. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to put it that direction. Get your mind out of the gutter, man. Uh, sorry. <laughs> wow. That was just a whole sequence by Jacob that was just uh, appalling. Yeah. Yeah, was... Um, so, yeah, let's let's go ahead and start with the Cincinnati Bengals, who last year went 4-11-1, actually. They, they had a tie. So, this year, their uh, win total odds are at 6.5. So, what do you think about that? Six and a half, eh? Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. They got a healthy Joey Burrow back, which that's that's honestly huge for their team because, um, you know, watching them play the Steelers, watching them play just a lot of the like, – really, they didn't – they didn't look terrible when they would play the AFC North last year. They were honestly kind of fun to watch, especially, um, you know, before Joe Burrow had his injury too. And I'm not saying he alone can carry this team, you know, but the fact that they're putting in more linemen that actually, like, like they care enough to protect this man after just kind of seeing what happened last year. I think that's really going to set the bar this year. They're still going to come in last in the AFC North without a doubt. Don't even, no don't even get me wrong. Um, but can they win more than six games? I see it. Yeah. Um, like you said, the biggest the biggest thing this offseason is getting back Burrow, which, you know, he hasn't gotten great reviews so far in the offseason, which mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, I, I don't think that's like a huge deal yet, but obviously the story, the big story was the Bengals drafting Jamar Chase over Penny Sewell, um, if you remember. And I, we called that, I think. Um, at the time, I think I, I, I called it. Yeah, you're right. Um, but I, I will, I will admit Chase has not looked good so far. He had a lot of, he had multiple drops in the preseason, but I've also heard that like the Bengals offensive line doesn't look so bad. So we'll see. Um, I, I do think that the Bengals have not had a great off season. Otherwise, you know, free agency wasn't great. They parted ways with a lot of veterans that, you know, weren't, necessarily like detrimental pieces to the success of the team but you know you get rid of guys like aj green um giovanni bernard gino atkins carl lawson like and then not really replace them with anything Mm -hmm. that's not a great sign um you you can try and make up for that in the draft but you know good nfl teams for the most part aren't drafting rookies to immediately fill spots so i'm also not sure if i'm sold on zach taylor at head coach um, I, I think they have their work cut out from them this season, and I would I wouldn't be surprised if they got swept in the division. So that right there is just six losses right off the bat. So I'm predicting six and eleven. So I'm gonna go underneath the six and a half. I'm not thinking that they're gonna be great this year, unfortunately. But you're, you are right that they are fun. They're getting more fun to watch. Well, and. and- I realize that we put so much just on a quarterback's shoulders as far as just carrying a team and stuff throughout the NFL, and that's really all a lot of people focus on. But this is one of those instances where you look at this team, and the only reason they even look somewhat qualified as an NFL team is because of Joe Burrow. Yeah, and his injury, um, like it, ACL it, it injuries, killed them. it killed them. Those typically take like a solid like year, yeah, or more to like reco- fully recover from and. He is like getting out there. Like when 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 would you say this happened? Like October of last year, somewhere like, on that, somewhere probably later than that. I think he played like a solid like eight eight weeks. I would say at least. So I mean, he is definitely like pushing pushing the uh, his abilities on on getting out there sooner rather than waiting it out. But you know, I I do think Joe Burrow is a a great, I think he's a great quarterback, and I think he will be a good quarterback in the league. I mean, it, it goes to show, like we talked about Clemson the other night, mm-hmm. goes or LSU. Sorry, actually, I don't even know if we talked about LSU, but you see, um, Coach O not having Joe Burrow for his uh, his team, and it, it's just completely like a one eighty difference. Like or you can no, just we tell about Dabo not having Trevor. Yeah, so it's kind of the same thing. Like Coach O, like. Joey Joey B in college was such Joey, a beast. Joey B, the burrow down in the bayou. So I'm I definitely agree with you that you're such he, a whore. He, yeah, I am. Um, he's he's a beast, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to kind of hold back, and I'm gonna need to give him a little bit more time to see, uh, make sure that this injury is not plaguing him. All right. All right. Sorry, I had to yawn. Um, I just, just it's been that kind of week, guys. Um, I believe up next, I think we should talk about who we're gonna come. Or, <laughs> who's gonna Pause. come? Yeah, who's gonna come in third place in the AFC North? And that is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, I I definitely agree. Actually, so I'm glad we're on the same page here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I be- guess for us, I made that decision. So yeah, so mm-hmm. I know you did that the other night with the Broncos, and I disagreed with you. But sorry, yeah. I, I agree with this one. Um, so if you remember last year, so they went 12 and four. Um, they started 11 and 0 last season, and then completely fell apart. You know, going obviously going one and four to end the season. Um, lost Didn't to Cleveland. Directly- Related to uh, Juju's TikTok, yeah, and I still stand by that, dude. Like, it, it it can't not like it has to be affecting some something of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just the team chemistry. He's just I saw kill, he's still he's posting the morale. Man. He is. He's still yeah. You know that little line in that Jack Harlow Lil Nas X song where it's like a it's like the clapping sound on TikTok. Um. So Juju didn't get bullied enough as a kid. No, he definitely didn't. <laughs> so he, he needs to be bullied way more. Richie yeah. Cognito needs to get on his shit. Um, <laughs> but 
Actually, that's not good. I'm pretty sure he's racist. So, oh, I didn't no, mean, I didn't mean no, it, like it was that. it wasn't that. He like bullied a kid. Like he bullied someone like almost near to suicide, which is not funny. I do kind of remember. It's not funny, but that was a bad joke. The, the way that you put it there, it was, I just, it was a shock laugh. You got a yeah. shock laugh out of it. Yeah, there you go. So don't, they, they don't cancel me, folks, please. They lost to Cleveland first round of playoffs last year, 48 to 37, which actually that's a crazy high score mm-hmm. for Steelers for Big Ben. That has to that had to have been a score, Agami. But anyways. I think it um, was actually. Yeah. So speaking of Big Ben, 39 years old. It's always frustrating because I think he's done and then he just keeps coming back. Um, I think he is. He he's pretty washed. He, put, he took a pay cut to come back this year. Yeah, because he, he was probably going to get cut. So he's yeah. like, you know what? I'll, I'll play for free. Please don't cut me. Um, I need this, guys. My wife left me. I did see that, though, because the, the Steelers, like, there's, there's been controversy that the team was debating on, you know, not paying TJ Watt for when his contract's up. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? Your like best just player? Not, like, just not paying a player? No, I meant like they're not going to bring him back. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Um, which would just be so stupid because he's like a top 10 player in the league right now. Right. Um, definitely their best defensive player. So, yeah, Big Ben taking a pay cut. I don't think that was the reason, though, was to pay TJ Watt. I think it was literally so he didn't get cut. Right on. But, so, what other big moves do you think that they did this offseason that could help or break their season this year? Yeah, like kind of going to their draft. So they drafted Najee Harris in the first round, which a lot of people disliked originally. Mm -hmm. Um, But when you think about what the Steelers like to do and what Mike Tomlin likes to do, you know, whether it was with Le'Veon Bell, whether it was with James Conner, you know, it's pound the football, run it 25 plus times per game and let Big Ben just sit back and enjoy the ride. You know what I mean? It's just like, I mean, we're lucky to play cock play clock ah gosh dang it dude wine hits different it does well not like that but you know oh 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 <laughs> come on we're, what i was uh, what i was saying was you know we're lucky that the play clock is at 40 seconds because if it were up to big ben you know you'd probably take a minute and a half to run a play if not longer you know what um, let's say a minute 31 yeah no yeah i would i five minutes you know what i mean he's gotta go crack open you know it's it's interesting because like you compare a guy like tom brady who takes care of his body and has for years and then you look at a guy like big ben who like he he, he looks all right now like i know he's done some better workouts but up until now you know he looked like fat bastard from austin powers so he he's he's gross he's always just been like a disgusting man. Um, uh, and you, we, you and me both know I'm not a big Big Ben fan. He's no, a honestly, if Yeah, if you are a Big Ben supporter, then like I don't. We're not going to see eye to eye on a lot of things. Yeah, but you know, I think this defense, this defense carried them hard last year, and I, I do think it's capable of doing that again. Um, you know, with T.J. Watt, with Minka Fitzpatrick, you know, they've got they've got a top defense for sure. And I think people freaked out a lot about their O-line, and I don't think it'll be that bad. So they've got a bunch of good wide receivers to help out Big Ben. So I think that they're not going to have as many wins as they did last year, even with an extra added game in the season. But, um, you know, so their win total right now is projected at nine. I'll give them 10 and seven. I think they I can go 10 and seven. Literally just about to say that you took the words out of my mouth. You, you little stinky guy, <laughs> which nine, nine is like, that feels a little bit low. It does. If I'm being honest, but I do think that there will be some regression coming for the Steelers, but I think that they are a good enough team and roster to where they can win 10 games. Without a doubt. Um, I, I gotta I gotta look at their schedule at some point too, because this stuff does you know cure, um, puzzle me, kind of in the sense where I just want to be able to see how tough a team schedule is going to be. Because I was always one of those firm believers, like I don't care how many wins you have, how like what's your strength of schedule kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Um. All right. So that would do it for the Steelers, Brennan. Should we talk about the Cleveland Browns now? Let's do it. All right, so uh, the stinky city of Cleveland, Ohio, which should not exist. Um, <sighs> Baker Mayfield and Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt adding, like having 
him as an addition. Like, offensively, you could argue that this team has almost as many offensive weapons as the Chiefs. Oh, yeah. As far as, far as running back game and receiving game, it's, it's insane. And then Baker Mayfield, I've never once said – if I ever said he was a bad quarterback on the show, I'd take it back immediately. I never – like, I was so worried that they were going to win that divisional round. Um, in the AFC playoffs, so they low key should have. I, you know what, I, I agree with you. They should have. Um, anywho, I have high hopes for Cleveland probably finishing out um, number one in the AFC North this year. What do you think? Have them finishing out on top? Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I look at two teams remaining, I think that they are. Um, Last year, they both finished, actually, both 11-5. and five. They finished with the same record. Um, I think the Browns made it a little bit farther in the playoffs than the Ravens did. Um, but I agree with you because, in my opinion, the Browns do have the most talented roster. Well, um, and – sorry. Uh, go ahead. No, it's fine. What, what were you going to say? I was just going to say the idea that the Browns were one of the f- – worst football teams in the history of the NFL three years ago. And now they are ungodly to watch. Like they have done a complete 180 on that team. And now they're even like winning playoff games. Like it's just, it's a complete turnaround. It's just, um, it's something truly amazing. Wouldn't you agree? I'm trying to yeah. think right now. Um, oh God, this name's killing it. Hugh, uh, last name's, Hugh, Hugh uh, I almost said Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackson. Yes, Hugh Jackson. That man crapped on that team. It's like he was trying to lose every single season, and then Baker Mayfield just goes in and like, rips the guy's throat out with his bare hands and then just starts winning games and gets to the playoffs every year. It's, it is honestly impressive that with the shit show that was behind Hugh Jackson when he coached the team that they've survived and – how quick of a turnaround that they were able to do once he left. You know what I mean? Like that was just like, what, two years ago in the beginning of last year, the Browns, do you remember their first two games? They got like destroyed. I'm pretty sure. Um, like it was ugly. And then they, they, their defense figured it out. You know, their offense um, figured it out. Kevin Stefanski is a beast. Um, really. When I look at this like roster, the only knock I have is, at quarterback and at the same time like baker mayfield's fine like they can win with baker so it's really not an issue Absolutely. and like you said it's it's really an accumulation of just how bad they were in the past now mixed in with how well that they've done drafting with their those high picks you know they I think trades. They're, yeah their front office has done a, a very good job there they've they've built a, a really solid foundation in cleveland um you know, I, I did see something today that was interesting. I would love to hear your thoughts on it because mm-hmm. I thought it was crazy. Um, but somebody was uh, tweeting about how that uh, – let me actually – I'm just going to find the tweet so I don't butcher it because it was just, like, so ridiculous. Um, let me see. It was it was comparing – because the Browns in the week one, Browns play the Chiefs. Um, okay, so here's the here's the tweet. The Browns have a better roster than the Chiefs. Argue, it's an argument with the wall, to be honest, but it's just a fact. The Browns have um, continuity within that roster at key points, namely the offensive line. Um, they have the benefit of a more open playbook. The Browns should win Sunday, and they will. And then the dude went on to say, which I yeah, because that, that sounds completely objective. Yeah, no, like, exactly. And but what he what really got me was like I can't find it now. But he said in the comments, he said something about Kevin Stefanski is pretty much just as good of a head coach as Andy Reid. And I was just like, wow, you can't. It, it's a well, little uh, early to say that. Yeah, I was just about to say, here's my opinion on it. Wait until the actual game happens and we'll get to that when we get there. You know, like I because predictions don't mean shit. Honestly, God, they really don't. We're out here. We're doing this for laughs. So, yeah. Uh, I just talk. thought it was. I just thought it was interesting, but yeah. um, I'm sure. You know, it all it all goes back to the yeah the AFC Championship game last year when the, the Browns round. were playing well, and Kevin yeah. Stefanski made a some pretty horrible coaching decisions that ultimately ended up 
you know, causing them the game. So I, I think that oh, right there is enough to at this protocol. point. Yeah, huh? concussion protocol. Mahomes also kind of, yeah, that, that that had an effect on it. Yeah, I sure. Guess, let's let's be honest. Chiefs without Mahomes, like they're average. They're above average a little bit, but they're not. They're not. Yeah, they still level. they still have arguably a top three, top five roster in the league. So, yeah. um, but no, I it is a very the Browns do have a, a very very good roster, probably the most talented in the league. Um, brought back all the pieces they needed. Their offensive line is great. They added Mitchell Schwartz to it. You know, mm-hmm. who even if he doesn't play a whole season, adds some extra flair that they didn't have last year. And then they, the big thing is they've got OBJ back who didn't play like more than half last season. So um, the Cleveland steamer OBJ dude, he, I mean, he's a beast. He's a game changer. I, I, I mean, know. last year, what, what, like they were without Nick Chubb for a lot of the season. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what do you, all you have is literally uh, Jarvis Landry. So adding OBJ to that team, um, getting your complete <laughs> run game back, like it's it, they're going to be a very tough team. Like they're just they're run the ball first, but Baker Mayfield they've started to figure out exactly how he can help them win games, and that's you know the play action boots that he was literally like perfect on last year. So mm-hmm. you throw in a guy like OBJ who's like can take it to the house on a slant route, you know, seventy five yards. They're they're going to be a dangerous team, I think. So right now their uh, their t- win total is set at ten. I'm predicting they go twelve and five. Okay, that's actually a very fair assessment. I was going to say somewhere in between eleven or twelve wins this year. I think um, it's a hefty for sure, but I think they could do it. Yeah. Oh no, I I would not consider twelve wins a tall order for the Cleveland Browns, especially just with if, assuming everyone comes back healthy this year and they stay healthy and they just kind of keep working towards that progress that they've been creating under Kevin Stefanski. I think they're going to do just fine this year. I agree. Um, also, real quick before we get to the Ravens, I just noticed like the way my hairstyle is today, and then with the cord hanging out, I just saw it. I look like uh, Anakin from Star Wars Episode Two. <laughs> you kind of yeah. do with a yeah, little I, Padawan, like yeah, uh, yeah, the little braid. That's pretty funny. Yeah, I just um, I just noticed that. Um, now because I was just like, you know what? Like that's what I was laughing about earlier. Because like I yeah. was just like, let's do this. Yeah, it's good. Sorry it's about good that. Stuff. All right. <laughs> Um, that's only yes. that something that we can kind of appreciate because nobody else can see right now. So that is true. Well, um, yeah, yeah. Good call. I was going to say something, <laughs> but I was just going to feel sad about it. Anyways, it's <laughs> <laughs> fair. One second here. We want to move on to the Ravens. You ready? Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the Ravens. Yeah. So this team I last year. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, you were pausing, I, so I was just going to take the initiative. Oh, no, you're good. I was just trying to collect my thoughts. I was just going to say, this is blunt, but I don't think the Ravens are going to come in first in the AFC North this year. I will I will agree with you. Um, but at the same time, it, this is such a, like, a boomer bust team, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, last year they made it to the divisional round, and then put up a a shitty game against the bills. They scored three points in the playoffs against the bills. Um, I remember watching that game and I was like truly disgusted. I'm pretty sure Justin Tucker missed like two field goals though, which he's my kicker this year in fantasy, if that matters at all. Yeah. Well that just showed that it wasn't the Ravens night. So um, when I look at this team, so they just lost JK Dobbins. They're starting running back, which sucks. I mean, that dude carried the offense last year hard down the stretch. I think that I think that the Ravens offense will be very interesting. I mean, Lamar Jackson is, you know, like what like arm wise, not one of the best, but like talent wise, insane. And running is literally like the best running quarterback I have ever seen. Yeah. And that's including Mike Vick. So I mean, he is he is insane. Uh, I mean he Lamar lit the NFL on fire second half of last year. And that was averaging like 150 passing yards per game in that stretch. So I think they have to address some of those concerns with Lamar's passing because I think he can pass. I just think it's too often that he chooses not to. Um, So they've also, they've had a lot of injuries. Um, You know, they're 
like draft pick Rashad Bateman, um, wide receiver who is a beast, by the way, such tank. Um, he's going to be out for, I think, at least like six, seven games. They picked up Sammy Watkins <laughs> from the Chiefs. Yep. Um, they let Orlando Brown go. I think he is also, is he on the Chiefs now, Orlando Brown? I can't remember if I can't remember where he went, but that's a good um, question. Let me look into that. Orlando Brown Jr. I'm pretty sure he uh, he went to the Chiefs. Um, yep, he did. Okay, so they lost him. He he he's a very good uh, tackle, but they replaced him with uh, Anthony Villanueva. So I mean, that's not horrible. They still have Ronnie Stanley, who's like one of my favorite linemen in the league. But I mean, this offense just like so many times last year just seemed so one dimensional, mm-hmm. and like it leaned too heavy on Lamar. It was so, too I mean, predictable. It, exactly, and there's it. Lamar's running ability is very, very like OP when it's mixed in with him passing. Like I remember last year, the first few weeks, like he was, he threw for like three or four touchdowns, like back to back weeks. And you're just like, shit. Like if, if this is what Lamar can do, the league is screwed because if this guy is able to throw long touchdowns, like accurate touchdowns and And have running in his back pocket, but then, you know, second half of the season he was just running it way more than he was throwing which you know i think that is way more like you said starts to get a little bit on the more predictable side um so i think there's some things that this team needs to clean up before i think that they can make that next step but i still like i 100 percent think that they can make that step this year so i wholeheartedly agree um so i mean watching lamar jackson because I've been having this debate with myself for the past three years. Is this guy overrated or not? Now, yeah. skill-wise, I do not think I could ever, ever admit that he is an overrated quarterback. I can never admit that. But when, like you said earlier, when you combine just how his passing has been over the last season, when you, when you mix that with his running, yeah, absolutely. This guy looks like one of the best quarterbacks that we've ever seen in the NFL too. But, dude, also a good point that you brought up. His passing – he chooses not to too much. Like he, he relies so much on the running aspects of the game. And at that point, I'm just like, bro, just become a running back already, you know? But yeah. so he needs to be able to make better reads and just not focus on one aspect of his skill. Yeah, I agree. Because um, I, I, then at that point, you know, defenses are – just going to be playing a little more like moderate against him. Um, he doesn't throw outside like um, to the sidelines a lot. So, I mean, I think you're going to start seeing like defensive schemes whipped up to like take away the things that he does the best, which I mean, you know, that's easy to say because I'm not a defensive coordinator trying to game plan against one of the weirdest probably players to game plan against in the whole league. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I feel like it's just like stick a QB spy on the dude and um, like play zone, like play zone coverage, and just don't don't get beat by. What are you laughing about, huh? I was just thinking of the like, concept of like a defensive coordinator after like like you know like all right guys, we got the Ravens coming up, and then just come up with this whole game plan. It's like ooh, I feel so weird about it. Like, that is what you're laughing about. Yeah, I, I swear to God, I have ADD. But go ahead. <laughs> No, nah, I mean I'm pretty much done. Their their defense is nice um, as well. They do have a great um, defense, and that's actually who I also picked up this year too. Yeah, so I mean it's a good pick. You know, you got Clayus Campbell, Marlon Humphrey. They have Justin Houston, who's you know old, but he's serviceable. Right. Really excited to see Deshaun Elliott. I think he's a beast. But overall, I mean, this is like one of the teams I'm most excited for. Like you spoke to about fantasy the other um, or earlier in Deshaun or. Deshaun um, Lamar Jackson I actually like got him somehow in one of my leagues and I've never I never have had him before so it's pretty cool I'm excited to watch him play a little more probably watch him have the worst season of his life just because you have him on a fantasy team Uh, yeah that's true I'll probably curse him but I personally think like he is one of like five players that is able to win like an MVP or Mm -hmm. offensive player of the year which you know um, by the way, is a fairly good segment. After we say our predictions for the Ravens, what do you think they'll they'll go this year? 
I think I can confidently say that they'll win at least 11 games this year. I agree. I, I think I have them down at 11 and six, which right now they are tied for third for most projected uh, wins at 11. So get out of my head. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, exactly. Get out of my head. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think they could definitely win 12 games. Um, I think they could, you know, lose a trap game here or there and go 10 and seven. So uh, I think this, this is a very, like I said, boomer bust team, but I like them. It's a, it's a fun team to watch. Absolutely. All right, Brennan, let's get into our little award show. Let's do it. Let's do it. Who do we think? Who do you want to start off with? Um, this want to start idea. off with rookies. Okay. So like offensive rookie of the year and like defensive rookie of the year. Absolutely. I can I can say uh mine if you yep, want. Yep, go to. ahead, go ahead. Um so for offensive rookie of the year, I'm going to predict that Mac Jones of the New England Patriots is going to win. I was actually going to say that too. I was going to pick either him or um Justin Fields just in the um just in case. I would love that. Just in I mean, case. I've been hearing very, very mixed um, things about when Matt Nagy thinks that Justin Fields will start. So I'm getting a little nervous here, but I think if given a whole season under his belt, Justin Fields definitely could have been up there. Same with Trey Lance. I mean, either of those guys. But since they're not starting right now, I got to lean one of the quarterbacks that are which is kind of crazy because last year, you know, Justin Herbert didn't start the season. Right. Um, and I think I picked Joe Burrow, which, you know, for a while it was looking like Joe Burrow could win offensive rookie of the year. Like he was the only guy, but yeah, then Justin Herbert lit up the league. So you really never know. Exactly. Exactly. So who do we got for defense though? Um, I got Micah Parsons from the Cowboys. Okay. Uh, and it might be a little bit of uh hard knock influence right there, but I think he's put in one of the better situations to put up numbers. I mean, linebacker, he can, he's kind of like a hybrid player, kind of like, uh, like Isaiah Simmons on, um, the Cardinals. Like he doesn't really play safety, but he's kind of like one of those dudes that you can stick on a tight end. You could stick on a, uh, running back. So he can kind of do it all, which is, which is why I think he's going to be in on a lot of plays. So that's why I picked him. Okay. You want to hear mine? I do. Kentucky alumnus Jamin Davis of the Washington football team. Interesting. Interesting. I would I would go as far as saying this man is the Zach Wilson of defensive linebackers in the NFL. As far as just kind of like not really slept on, but someone you wouldn't think of right away as just being like a superstar or anything like that. But I think it's just defensively, you know, linebackers, like just the linebacker position. I know it's easily one of the most important positions. Like you are, you are running that defense, right? Um, I think, yeah, personally, man, I just, I think, I think Davis is our guy for D O no D R O Y. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I, I think it's not <laughs> a bad pick. Uh, Washington is going to be one of the league's best defenses. Yeah, and I mean, um, their linebacker core was like the weakest issue. So they went out and got a guy that they thought they could uh, fill that spot with. And I do think Jamin Davis is, is going to fill that spot very well. So uh, those are very both two good players, I think, that could definitely be up there. So let's see. What do you think now? Who's our next one? Should we do quick comeback player of the year? I can see quick comeback player of the year. Yeah. So this one for me was kind of pretty easy. Um, And if you aren't thinking of him, it'll probably remind you right away. Like, oh yeah, it's probably going to be him. And that's Dak Prescott. Dak Um, Prescott. So that's just because obviously everybody that watches football saw his gruesome injury last year, kind of like an Alex Smith thing where, you know, everyone's like, Oh my God, like that was just disgusting. Like that's how bad it was. So it'll be, I can't wait to see him to play on Thursday. Um, I'm really rooting for him. I could see him, you know, if he's fully healthy, say he throws like 3,500 plus yards, like he's going to win this uh, easily. 
I actually, so I, I had two candidates kind of, mm-hmm. uh, and I'll, I'll tell you more who's I think is going to win. Uh, so my candidates were Carson Wentz and OBJ. Okay. So OBJ, at least, you know, a lot of that I would say was just due to injury, just due to some, you know, life crisis issues, whatever you want to call it, especially it was just, you know, I'm not going to say anything negative about the, or about his negative PR, but yeah, I mean, he likes um, getting shit on. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think, cause he's going to turn the tide offensively for Cleveland, dude. It's, it's, it's going to happen. He like, he is going to be an impact on that team, but I'll tell you why Carson Wentz is going to be my number one here. Indianapolis is looking for a franchise quarterback. That's something that they've been lacking since they lost Andrew Luck. And I think that although Carson Wentz wasn't able to, you know, become the best of his potential with Philadelphia, I mm-hmm. think that can be a quick turnaround for Indianapolis. Like this is a completely, you know, new horizon, new mindset. Yeah. No, I, I both those picks are are good. I do think that you know when you look at quarterbacks, the extent of injuries and extent of quarterback potential play that Dak Prescott is definitely on the higher end of both of those when compared to Carson Wentz. But at the same time, uh, I could definitely see Carson Wentz being a candidate for that, and I am rooting for that. I hope I hope he gets into a good situation there uh, in Indianapolis. So. All right, what do you say we do uh, Offensive Player of the Year and Defensive Player of the Year? Absolutely. All right, Offensive Player of the Year. I was going to (laughs) go – surprise, surprise, I was probably going to go Patrick Mahomes, right? Assuming that the man stays healthy, assuming that the man, you know, keeps kind of grinding out there in the football field, I really sound like I'm just writing love letters to this man constantly, right? Uh, But offensively, like, the man is just – I've said this a thousand times already – football genius as far as being able to just make um you know very quick reads being able to work with his team just be able to have that kind of chemistry to where like he's like i this is my team um i think patrick mahomes is easily to win offensive player of the year and if i'm wrong you know whoever deserves it over him probably really deserves it honestly so we'll see what happens yeah Yeah, he'll he'll be up there for sure um so i think like last year it was Derrick Henry because he rushed for 2K yards. Mm-hmm. A few years ago it was Michael Thomas. Um, so, I mean, skill position players can win it. And I think if any skill position player can win it this year, it's going to be DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I just think that, yep, I think he has the best potential to catch like 150 passes. And last year he only scored six touchdowns. I think he's very capable of scoring double digit. And I think he definitely can this year, especially after, you know, the Cardinals added a couple guys that'll take a little bit of the defensive pressure off of him. Mm-hmm. So he's not getting like cover three, like on him every single play where Cause he was know, their best receiver last year, without a doubt, easily that, like by far, yeah, he was the, he was the focus. I don't even like Larry Fitzgerald was like in half the games he played. I don't, I don't think he was like injured, but he just, you know, wasn't in a lot of the games, but um, you know, I I'm picking, I'm saying going out on a limb, going to choose Deandre Hopkins, or I actually had written down Lamar Jackson. So after kind of bashing, I, I do think that, you know, it kind of helps when you got a quarterback that can, you know, um, pad stats on, with rushing and throwing. So mm-hmm. I think that a guy like Lamar Jackson definitely kind of fits the mold of a guy that, you know, can just put up crazy numbers if everything works out. So yeah, those were my two picks right there. Okay. And so as far as the defensive player of the year, would it be so wrong of me just to say Aaron Donald? It wouldn't, but yeah, if you want to say that, cause I got three other picks. I'm not, I'm just going to throw out. I, I personally, yeah. Aaron Donald, like, after just kind of seeing how he has been for the Rams just these past couple of years, he is one of the best defensive players that I've just I've seen. And honestly, I would easily put him above, you know, Tyron Matthew. I would I would put him above just oh, any other. Absolutely. Yeah, easily, right? Yeah. But it, it sucks that I have to say Tyron Matthew is the best part of the Kansas City defense. But, you know, he had 13 and a half sacks last year. 14 tackles for loss, 28 quarterback hits, and four fumbles that he forced. So arguing with those stats just last year in the COVID year and seeing how that could translate to just a regular season again, 
I would just, I'm very confident that Aaron Donald will be winning it. Yeah, no, I mean, it's been like a debate that's been had over so fast over the summer and he is just jacked, but everybody's saying like at this point, like how, how can you not even like think about considering Aaron Donald as like one of the best defensive players of all time? Like, you know, people say guys like Lawrence Taylor, like mean Joe green, but when you compare them to like this caliber of a player, Aaron Donald is just an absolute animal. He's just on a whole nother level. It's every single year. He, he, it's been how many years, like five, six that he's just like at the top. So, um, I think that's a definitely a good pick. Um, the three names I'm going to throw out there that I think could win it are miles Garrett, uh, TJ Watts. Um, and I think Khalil Mack is still up there. I think that, this year, and I wouldn't go as far to say like comeback player of the year because it's not like he's been playing terrible. But um, you know, this is a guy that I think will have a good year for the Bears and could kind of get himself back on track and remind everyone why the Bears gave up you know three years of picks to get him from the Raiders. So whatever the Bears are on defense, you just start playing Return of the Mac on repeat like through like speakers or I something. mean Soldier Field does blast some stuff like that yeah. um, after Matt gets a sack for sure <laughs> it's awesome alright so last uh, last category save the best for last MVP um, so there's only like a few people in the league that can kind of win this one um, and I do think that they are all going to be in the quarterback category yeah um, I think so too so the one that I'm choosing is actually Josh Allen. Oh. Yep. So okay. I think he is he's definitely due for an MVP year. Um and I think, you know, fourth season typically is kind of around those times that players are starting to get adapted to the NFL and are it, you know, last year he had an MVP season last year in itself yeah. like he was insane i bet um, you rather he won that than aaron Rodgers. absolutely absolutely and although uh, aaron Rodgers deserved it as well so you know if josh allen has that type of season again just like another year in a row i think he will definitely be up there in contention for uh, mvp this year so that's why that's why i went with him well, I was actually also going to say him, but I did have another contender, and I think this is only if he wins the Super Bowl this year, and that's going to be Tom Brady. Yep, another good, another solid pick. Uh, because this is probably going to be his last year in the NFL regardless. So I'm just – Maybe. Never know. Shut up. Shut <laughs> up. Don't even put that in my head. No, but if he if he goes to the Super Bowl and wins, I he's – he has to be MVP. Like that has to make sense. If he doesn't, I'm like, there will be riots and I'll be, I'll even be like puzzled as to why. Yeah, me too. No, I, I agree. And then, you, you know, Aaron Rodgers is still up there. Obviously right. Patrick Mahomes is up there. So still, all those guys, Josh Allen's a great pick though. I, he had one hell of a year last year and I think he's only going to be doing better, but you I know, think he's Bills, Bills are kind of having just a rough pass right now just because of, you know, the COVID bullshit. But, um, yeah, they are. You know, assuming they can have a full healthy team by week, by this weekend, which I think they're on track to, they yeah, should they, be, they should be in the clear. Yep. Yep. Great picks. Great picks all across the board. I would feel, yes, sir. I would feel good on betting money on a few of those. Speaking of betting money. Mm hmm. Is that like what you're getting out there? Yep, it was. Right. It was. <laughs> right. So, Brennan, tomorrow we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, I guess today because this is airing on Thursday, September yep. 9th. So, tonight we have. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that was funny to me. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the, con- the contending Super Bowl champs, and the Dallas Cowboys. So, this one's pretty much decided already. I feel like this is almost like kind of the same thing as like Chiefs Texans last year for um, opening night, and just like Cowboys are just gonna get dogged on, dude. Like that is such that's an unfair matchup. And um, I mean, I'm, let me take a look and see what that line was set at again. Seven because, and a half. Yeah, seven and a half. <sighs> I see eight on mine. Are you on CBS? 
Uh, I think I think I saw that on DraftKings, but I could. Okay. Anywho, we'll go with yours. Seven and a half. Um, obviously, Tampa Bay is going to cover. That would be that would be mind-boggling if Dallas covers that somehow. Yeah. Um. So this was actually one of my picks. Oh which, no, Brennan. Yep. So no. I was I was looking at the over under. I was looking at the spread. The over is set at fifty two, which to me seems like a lot. I know both teams can put up points, but I don't know. Like week one, I don't know what to expect, so I'm not touching that. But I do like the Cowboys plus seven and a half because I think it's going to be closer than everyone thinks. Mm-hmm. Um. I think the Cowboys can score in bunches. Um, and I I think it's going to be at least a one-score game. So, Oh, okay. I can see what you mean as far as like the score being closer than what people are expecting. But but then seven? Really? Yeah. I mean. Wow. I think, I think it'll be a one-score game. I really do. Okay. Which means that they would cover unless you consider um, eight points, I guess, as – is tech is technically still a one score game because two point conversion, but yeah, not counting that. Which, by the way, if that happens, I'm just quitting football forever. But yeah, if they lose by eight, that'd be hilarious. But okay, I I think I I definitely don't feel great about that one. But that's me more going with a gut feeling, going out on a limb, thinking that these Cowboys are going to put up more of a fight than people think. Yeah, would you say your over under was for it? For, it's uh, set at 52 right now. Okay, so here's kind of my final line for this one. If you're going to do all three for this game, I'm taking the Tampa Bay money line. I'm saying Tampa's covering, but I'm going to take the under on 52. Yeah, I I, I think 52 is hefty. Um, but at the, same, one. at the same time, you know, last year we saw a league record of how many passes were thrown uh, for how many touchdown passes were thrown because I think, you know, with the COVID season defenses weren't able to prepare as much as usual. So I think the passing and like the offenses had a little bit more of like a step up uh, in games. So I think this year we're kind of going to come back a little bit down to reality. While I do think the NFL is kind of shifting more towards like offense and like passing um, kind of shifting away from like the traditional run the ball. I, I just 52 is a lot, you know, I, I could see this being like a, a 27, like 21 game, um, like f- for the, uh, uh, Tampa Bay, you know, I like that's, that's the type of score I'm seeing for this game. So that's why I'm, I would take the under as well. Sorry, I was eating an ice cube. Um, and I caught you slacking. All right. So, Brendan and I, uh, for obvious reasons, are going to go through all 16 games this weekend and talk about um, the lines for each one of them. So, we thought it would be just a good idea just to kind of pick the more unique ones that we see. And oh, wait, wait, wait. Before we move on to that, I was going to throw in two prop bets that everyone should be oh, on for tomorrow's yeah, game. Yeah, tomorrow, go ahead, go ahead. Or today, tonight. Tonight. Whatever, whatever the stupid fucking game is. Um, <laughs> so the first one I had was Antonio Brown over four and a half receptions. Um, I think he, he averaged like over five catches after joining the team last year. He had multiple games with 12 plus targets. He'll be a beast. I've been hearing Arian says he looks like how he did four years ago. So I'm all in on that. I also have Ronald Jones over 46 and a half rushing yards. I think the Bucks are going to try and if if the game goes in the Bucks' favor and they end up covering, they're going to want to run the ball as much as they can. Um, so I think they'll lean on the run in that case. But I also, you know, I know they have Fournette, but I'd rather lean on the guy who I think can get all 46 and a half in one chunk. And Ronald Jones is quick. He can do that. So that's why I chose that. I got a good prop bet for that game too. Let's do it. Jerry Jones uh, taking the over for falling asleep three times during the game. Jerry Jones over how many diapers he gets yeah, changed. Good, well, I think falling asleep is probably more realistic. Yeah, it is for sure. Or um, like how many um, – How much you know, pints of children's blood does he drink during the game to stay alive? Like uh, Christopher Reeves. All right. that's That was a bad joke because he, he died of MS. Anyways – um, 
We're on a roll tonight. <laughs> We're on a roll. So the one interesting one I really wanted to talk about was Jaguars at Houston. Mm. See, here's why I think this is an interesting one. So Houston, so Jacksonville's favored minus three. And that over under for at least what I'm seeing here is 45 and a half. So geez. here's why I think the over is going to hit. Here's why. Typically, when you see two like really shitty teams with really bad defenses, really pass-heavy quarterbacks, it turns into a shootout, right? I see that becoming a very high-scoring game. I'll actually be shocked if it's not. If it is the high, if it's a you know defense-heavy, then first of all, I think Trevor Lawrence is the worst quarterback in the league already. After that, um, so after yeah, right after week one, just making my bull claim. But yeah, I definitely think my over is going to hit for that game. Do I think? Uh, this is tough. I think Houston's going to cover. Interesting. So you think Houston's going to win? I do think they're going to win. I mean, I guess that doesn't mean that they necessarily have to win, but when the line's just three. <laughs> or, um, or not lose by more than three, right? So. Yeah. But that's interesting. I definitely would not. I'm, I'm not going anywhere near that game because both teams, I think, are ass. Um, and if you ask me, I think – there's nobody on Houston's team that can throw for 200 yards. So I don't think that is a capable game of going into a shootout. Um, so I personally would probably bet the under on that. What was it? 46 and a half. I just had it. I mean, I think that, you know, 45 and a half. I think urban Meyer, if anything, he should be trying to kind of like, I do think this would be a great game for Trevor Lawrence, though, to just go out there and air it out as much as he can to just try and get used to passing in the NFL. But I don't think Urban Meyer will do that, and he will probably run the ball like 60% of the time. And So this game will probably be like one of the fastest games on Sunday because it'll just be so shitty. It'll be oh, Philip geez, Lindsay sorry. running for – I'm sorry. No, I'm, don't be sorry, man. I'm, I'm, just saying, I'm just saying what I think. Wow. Um, I, I just like you're a braver man than I. I would not. I personally would just not bet on this game. That's just my stinky game of the week. Yeah, stinky for sure. I can smell it from here, from now, in the future. All right, you want to go with yours? Um, you have the lines up. I don't have the lines up. So what's a, what's another game that uh, interests you? Another game that interests me was Vikings at Bengals. Line set oh, okay. at three, over under forty seven and a half. I think the Vikings are going to for sure cover that. Right. So I was just so I said it was weird because that seems like such an awfully close spread for how different skill like skill wise those two teams are. Yeah, it's kind of disrespectful for the Vikings. That's honestly. very disrespectful. I know for they the weren't bad. I mean, I know they weren't good. I mean, last year, but or amazing, you know. But at the same time, like. I think they had a lot of injuries. Like their defense was like so injured last year, which as a Bears fan, I've been monitoring that this offseason and it kind of worries me how like healthy that they're going to be next year. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think that um, the Vikings will cover that. Um, but again, that's kind of a fat over. I need to like, I over unders are like my weakness. It's, it's hard for me to predict those sometimes, especially NFL because, you know, and especially week one of the NFL, because you really have no idea. Like these teams are just like trying to get off on the right foot and just win as like ugly if they have to, like as they can. So um, Minnesota is one of those teams that turns clock too, because they are literally trying to run it every single time, just down their throats. So right. I don't, I don't know what to expect from that over under, but I agree with you. I would, I would go Vikings easily. And then I, I have one question for you too. How do you feel about um, the Rams and Bears game going on? Yeah, because what's the spread? Is it seven? I have seven and a half. Seven and a half? Yeah. That is – that's – it's interesting because, you know, we've played a lot of games against the Rams over the years, and we've never gotten blown out by them. Like, it's it's always a one-possession game for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know, though. I mean – Bears, if they're not there, they're not going to start Justin Fields. Um, you know, I'm, I'm expecting <laughs> a big game from Stafford. I, I'm reading stuff that the Bears are, they've got quite a few people, um, starters listed on the injury report. So I'm not feeling great about this game. I'm not going to lie. 
Um, but if you're asking if I think that the Rams are going to cover and would I bet on that? No, I wouldn't because I, that would just be mean to myself. I would touch um, this over under though. 46 and a half. I would, touch I would, that. I would, that's, I that is that going over. under, I'm going under. under absolutely. Okay. Rams bears games literally like barely exceed 30 points whenever we play. So Okay. I I'm definitely taking that under. Well, because I was thinking, like, you know, what if Andy Dalton gets hurt? What if Justin Fields ends up starting? What like what's Matt Stafford gonna be capable of as far as passing this year? Like, you know, I was just taking those into consideration too. So that, and I, that's fair. Matt Stafford could definitely like I still have no idea what to expect from this offense with him at the helm. So it'll be interesting. I think like I still think they're more of like a defensive team mm-hmm. um and so are the bears for kind of other than our matt stafford's probably going to torch us so you never know i think that if the rams if the if the over hits it's because the rams score like 30 points on us so it's not gonna not gonna make me happy for sure right um and then as far as just kind of the more interesting game that's really all i had maybe one more if you're if you're down was uh indianapolis and seattle one set of two mm-hmm. and a half Two and a half in Seattle's favorite because, or yeah, is it? At, favorite. it it's, it's at, at Indianapolis, at right? Oh, it is. Okay. Um, no, it is at Indianapolis. I read that wrong. Interesting. So, so Seattle is favored, but mm-hmm. it's at, okay. I mean, I guess that makes sense. Um, Over under fifty. Hmm. 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 I would take the under on that too, probably. Yeah, that one's interesting. Because we really just got to see how defensive these teams can get this year, too, just with how much everything's changed um, as far as with both these. Well, I guess Seattle really didn't change too much in the offseason, which is one of their faults. But as far as Indianapolis, I'm really just curious to see what they would do this year, especially against, you know, Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson. Yeah. So I know Russell, like, Russ always gets off to a hot start, I think, in seasons. Like, if you look at the last few years, like, last year he started off crazy hot. Um, Seattle was putting up like dummy points. So, but at the same time, I like Colts defense is good. And I also have no idea what to expect from this Colts offense. Like, can they put up points? Um, the Seattle's defense isn't great. They weren't great last year. Um, I don't expect them to be fantastic this year. So I, I definitely think that it could go over. Um, but I don't know. This one's tough too. I know I feel like I'm kind of like just like contradicting you for the most part, which is not helpful probably for our listeners. So it's kind of just like pick your poison. Um, no, that's fine. But, See, I, I picked really hard games for a reason tonight because that yeah. like, games. That Those are the ones that are most interesting, you know? Well, yeah. And then, you know, we'll still see how much the actual line changes within the next couple of days. But um, so it's just, it's insane to me just to see spreads that low. But it also is just like I love talking about it. It makes me just so excited. It's like mm. a little kid, little kid on Christmas. Well, considering we also haven't done this since last uh, January either, so exactly, it's awesome, dude. Can't wait. Exactly. And on that note, Brennan, let's go watch some football. I'm pumped, y'all. We'll see you next week. We're gonna talk about just kind of our little, uh, little, little, uh, little feedback and analysis of Week One in the NFL. We're gonna oh, yeah. be just so pumped up about it so, yeah it's gonna be awesome yeah catch me in my energy but i'll actually i won't be wine drunk during it so i'll sound like i'm actually alive um <laughs> but yeah y'all that's our show thanks for tuning in for this quickie part two and we will see you next week happy football you naughty naughty you teasing me you naughty naughty <laughs>